0: Welcome to the Living Through Heart podcast. I'm Donna Dreyasha and I'm an analytical hypnotherapist, a psychotherapist, a spiritual healer, a magnetic mind coach and a multi-award-winning best-selling author. I believe that everybody is capable of creating whatever they want if they can just get out of the beliefs and stories in their head. This podcast is an audio blog of my thoughts as I go on a journey to heal my soul, surrender into my feminine power, and to live from the present moment in heart. I hope you find it amusing, interesting, thought-provoking, touching, raw, and inspiring. Hi, it's Donna Joy Asha, and welcome to this 62nd episode of the Living Through Heart podcast. And today I want to talk about what, what program are you running? What program is running in the background? And I want to talk about this because of something that happened on the weekend that made me really, um, really aware. I mean, I'm always aware of what programs are running, but it gave me a really beautiful example of the difference between being aware of the program and how you can move through life that way and being hijacked by the program or you're totally unaware. And the vast majority of people go through life totally unaware that there is a program running. They're living in a life where they think that this is their reality, not realizing that it's their perception of the events that are happening and unfolding. And quite often they're creating these events too in their way. So it's it's a whole like chicken and egg thing, right? When we have a program running in the background these programs were created by very small versions of us when we're babies, toddlers, you know, when we're still in the unconscious mind before we formed our conscious mind at about seven and we're learning how to stay safe in the world, we're learning what what things mean, and more importantly, we're learning what things mean about us. So these things that we're learning are not true. They're just beliefs that we're forming. And these create the wiring, the neurological wiring of our brain, these beliefs are wired up so that our brain is wired up to loop in patterns uh, and to alert us to danger because the unconscious mind is trying to keep us safe, keep us safe. So just like it learns to do things like ride a bike, clean our teeth, do things that we can do automatically without thinking about, um, it learns other things in life, our brain, and it sets these up through the neurological wiring. And then things like the biochemistry, the brain chemistry, the hormones that are released are what warn us and alert us and make us move away from things that are dangerous, you know, when you get this gut instinct. um, It's often not, gut instinct is often not intuition so much as it is your bodily response, you know, the solar plexus, the emotions that are there that are being triggered up by the brain releasing certain hormones and certain things that are like warning us from danger, which is great, right? It's an amazing system that we have and we are amazing creatures human beings with this amazing body that we have but what we need to remember is that these programs were written by children by toddlers by babies trying to stay safe in the world and quite often the things that they're warning us about to stay away from are not things that are actually dangerous to the adult and they probably weren't even dangerous to the child some of them I mean a lot of them were but some of them weren't dangerous to the child either it was just the way we made sense of things when things happened that we couldn't comprehend we made sense of it by making it mean something about ourselves and we go through life continuously making things mean something about ourselves so for instance um you know, if mum doesn't read you a story one night when you go to bed, um, and it makes you feel a certain way when you're a child, and you can't understand why she's not doing this, and really what you can't comprehend is it's like mum's really exhausted, mum's really tired, mum's really fed up. Maybe mum's had a fight with dad that you're unaware of, and she's just like, ah, oh, she can't be there, and she just needs some time out, right? But as a toddler, you don't you don't understand that. You can't go, oh, it's okay. Uh, and sometimes the adult mind in reflection of these moments, we'll go, oh, it's okay. Mum was just like this. That's okay. And we write off the child and what it meant to the child. But the problem is that it's what it meant to the child that is still the program. And so many people bypass this stuff in life. They bypass the real problem, which is what the child, what the baby made it mean by making it okay with the adult mind. And both of them are true because neither of them are, right? Right. <laughs> the ultimate everything is true and not true at the same time because it's true to us but it's true to us because it's our belief and it's our perception and it might not be true to somebody else so therefore if if what is true to us is not true to somebody else then what is really true and the, the truth is that there is true truth <laughs> if that can be a truth <laughs> anyway so the child is making something mean something and when the adult and I had this in therapy where they're like, oh, yes, but mum this and mum that. And I'm like, listen, stop. Yes, as an adult, we can appreciate that mum was going through a hard time or dad was going through a hard time. And they am just doing the best of their job they can. And we can love them. We can absolutely love them with our whole heart. But the problem is created by the child not understanding that. And now what is locked in our body is the emotion that was too hard for us to process, the pain, the grief, the sadness, the anger, or the emotion that we weren't allowed to have, we were punished for having, or the emotion that it wasn't safe to have. And rather than allowing this to come through at the time, we've now resisted it. And this is still what's locked in our body. And this is what's created the belief. And this is what's creating the autonomic nervous system and the release of the hormones in our body. And this is what is the underlying program that is actually running our life. So I remember a long, a while ago, probably not that long ago, before I was kind of aware of how this all works. So, I mean, I started getting, I've always been interested in self-development, reading books I remember from, you know, a teenager, but it wasn't until I actually became a hypnotherapist and got into therapy myself, actually before I became a hypnotherapist, that I started to realize how often I was being hijacked. And when we're hijacked, it's when we're triggered And we're caught up in a reaction or for whatever unknown reason, we're just in a foul mood or we're like, Sometimes it can be a beautiful hijack. We're happy. Right. Amazing. But more often than not, it's like we're just irritable. We're grumpy. We're angry. And we have no freaking idea why. And it's because we're being hijacked. We're being hijacked by our own mind. And it's not often conscious. We're being hijacked by our unconscious mind, creating something. And it's because we're making something mean about ourselves. And the only way that we can make sense of the world is through making everything mean something about ourselves. Even when we think we're making it mean something about somebody else, because we 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 are really the only thing that is real for us, and everybody else. It's just created by our perceptions of them, our projections onto them, our reactions to them, our reflection within them. And until we can really start to understand ourselves and be with ourselves and see this program in ourselves and actually appreciate ourselves for who we really are and love ourselves. So then, you know, that trying to understand and appreciate and love somebody else It's kind of like at what level are we understanding ourselves and appreciating ourselves and loving ourselves is what level we can also do it for somebody else. And so the more work we do on ourselves within this, the deeper into ourselves we go, the deeper our connection can be with the people around us because we're not judging ourselves, therefore we're not judging them. When we stop making everything mean something about ourselves because we're observing it, then we stop making the stuff that they're doing mean something about us. And we're able just to allow them to be them and to appreciate them, to not judge them, just to allow them to be. So there's what actually happened. There's like the facts of what actually happened. And then there's what we make those things mean. And what we make them mean is is our reality. It's our perception in the moment. And this is why sometimes you might be aware, sometimes you can actually choose to fall one way or the other. Like, am I going to choose to get angry about this or am I going to choose to see the humor in it? I mean, when there's two vastly different reactions that you can choose from, which of them is real? Neither of them are. That's the thing. It's just a choice of how we're going to be in this moment. And it's what we're going to make it mean about us or what we're going to make it mean that allows us to have this choice. Like, are we going to make it mean that somehow we're under threat, somehow we're not good enough, and then we get angry and defensive? Or are we going to make it mean something that allows us to see it funny as funny? And sometimes when we do that, when we're seeing something as funny, really we're actually, what we're making it mean is that we're not important. So it's it's multifactorial and very layered. And the more work you do and the more stuff you shift and the more expansion that you have, the more you can start to see the nuances and the subtleties of how the unconscious mind and the belief systems really work. So I'll tell you a story about what happened. That is, is what's made me be really reflecting on this. I mean, it's always there in my mind, but why reflecting? So Friday... No, sorry, Saturday. Saturday, so it's now Monday. So on Saturday, my my beautiful best friend, Shana and I, who are in business together, we have our Savage Boho Studio jewelry, where we make you know um, copper formed crystal jewelry. Uh, and we had our first market store. We we're so excited, right? And we worked so hard leading up to this, creating and doing our branding and getting our getting all our like our um, things to hang our jewelry on. And it was exhausting, right? and we were finally ready and then it was like Friday was crazy we had done so much work all through the week I was having to put all my other stuff aside and we're just concentrating on this and we're creating and we're cleaning and we're tagging up and we're labeling and we're like you know setting up a big market store we did a big market store set up down in my apartment building car park you know put the full marquee up and all the tables and how we're going to lay this out and how we're going to display our stuff and then and it was so funny because we're like First thing that we have to do on Friday, the first thing that we have to do is we have to do the payment. The um, we have to work out our pricing. We can't do anything else. Till we work that out. We've got to get all set up in Square. We've got to like work it out. We label it, and there we are at like ten o'clock at night. We still haven't done our pricing. <laughs> just like, how did this happen? Because we kept putting it off and putting it off. Right, it's one thing that we just didn't want to do. There was always something more important. Anyway, finally eleven, like eleven o'clock. I said, I can't. I'm just exhausted. We're just gonna have to go to bed, and we're just gonna have to like, you know, do makeshift pricing, and and we get there, and we'll just have to work on this later. And then six o'clock, I wake up. It's raining, and I'm like, we had matching dresses, and Shana's a lot shorter than me, and hers was like touching the ground. And I was gonna take it up the night before, but then we, I was like, I can't. I'm too exhausted. And then I'm like, I wake up. I'm like, oh, I can't have her out there in this dress. that's, like touching the ground. So I hop up at six, and I'm like, taking her dress up, and. And I'm like, oh, we really need prices. So they're home at six in the morning. We've got to leave at seven. And I'm finally doing price lists and stuff. So we we find we get to the market, we find our place. It's it's raining, it's not too bad. We set up the full thing, right? We've got everything on display. And then we realize this marquee has got holes in the roof, got water coming through. So then I'm up on this, this rickety chair. She's holding it. It's like one of those things that just folds up on itself, right? And I'm up there. And I'm like, <laughs> got tape. And I'm taping the inside of the roof of this marquee because it's stuff dripping through. And, and there's it, a bit of lightning, okay? It's a little bit of a storm around. And I'm like, okay, this feels to me like this is going to clear up soon. I'm looking at the cloud cover. And I've got, from having lived in Cairns for quite a few years and being a, fishing, spending a lot of time fishing and out in the boat, I've got a kind of a bit of a feel, a sense for the weather. I'm not saying I'm always going to get it right, but I kind of felt that this was going to clear up and that it was going to stop raining soon. And there I am. I'm up on this chair. I'm patching the inside of the marquee and they turn up, the uh, the organisers turn up and say, we're calling it. Um, It's too dangerous. And I'm like, what? Like, I mean, what I was doing on the chair was far more dangerous than the weather situation at that time. The lightning and the thunder were a far far, apart part, which meant that it was not overhead. And I'm like, okay, well, can we just go and stand at the buildings? I, I get it. I get that there's some danger with, you know, us getting struck by lightning. Can we just go and stand at the buildings and wait for the storm to pass? I, no. I'm like, okay, so now you want us to pack down in the storm, like touching the metal and stuff in the rain. Okay, that makes total sense. So anyway, by the time the market was due to start, the rain had stopped, we were all packed down, and we're in our camera gone. And we were driving home. And... We kind of really needed this market to get some money in our bank account because we're going to Bali in a month and we're going to go crystal shopping and we want to write <laughs> barley trip off on tax <laughs> and we've just paid for flights and we wanted to get some money back, right? And then so here we are, we've put all this hard work in, all this effort in, we're exhausted, we're now demoralized, we're uh, I was I was just so tired she had been like struggling all week with fibromyalgia flare up and she'd been having this horrible electric shock pain and muscle cramps and so we've been doing work on that and we'd gotten through to the point of doing this and then it had just been taken away from us against our will so there was two things going on there was the, the one thing of that and then the second thing that was going on for me was that there was someone that I had been having like a you know interested energy going on with who had said they might come and see us at the markets so we're driving home and we're both just observing ourselves in the moment and we started to talk about what program was running for us and it was so beautiful because rather than just getting up and a like the woman in the store next to us it was so so funny to observe just was in the foulest mood and she's swearing and she's slamming stuff around. I shouldn't follow my intuition. She's this and she's that and she's huffing and puffing. And we're both like, oh well, we've got the market set up. We may as well get some photos. We may as well let's work out what we need to change. And we're just like using it as like a, okay, this has happened, it's out of our control. You know, what well, what can we get out of this? What can we do? And we're like, okay, we probably need to get a new Mikey up. <laughs> just the top um and yeah let's work on it and do we need to get some more display stands before the next thing and we're just using it's like a, okay we did a we did a market run setup so this woman next to us is totally hijacked she's totally caught up in whatever and she's allowing this foul mood to run and you know what do you get from a foul mood but feeling awful and terrible and why you choose to stay in that and instead we were observing our programs and I love my I love my peeps, I love my friends that we can actually do this together when we can, rather than having someone who's just caught up in a story and who is fiercely guarding their story and their perception of something, to be able to get beneath the story and to realize that the story that's there is is only there because of the program, right? It's what we' it's what we're building. And it's like almost like we're continuously creating our story, but're continuously creating the world and how it is and how we see it and everything around us, right? as we move through it and our perception of it it, and and it's all just happening in our mind it's like we're we're sensing stuff we're seeing stuff our brain we're feeding information to our brain our brain is interpreting it it's making it mean stuff are we safe are we not safe are we being threatened what are we making this mean about us and and you know it's it's all just it's like we're creating the movie the stories we move through life, and then often we're just not realising this and we're just being a victim to it. So her programme that she was running was the I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to be successful. I'm not allowed to make money. You know, she's studying really hard. She's doing a double degree in psychology and counselling and working full-time and now doing this, right? And things are tight for her. You know, she until recently, you know, she's been paying for rent herself. She's got a a really old cat that has really high vet bills and, you know, she's invested into this business, and we had initially had some money, but then we have spent it all, right, to get to this point. So she's running this I'm not allowed program. And I did have a little bit of that in the background, running the I'm not allowed. But I was running a program which is more to do with, ridiculously, the fact that this person might or might not have even been coming to the market, might or might not have shown up. But the fact in my head that they might show up on my behalf, or our behalf and we weren't there and then putting in this effort on my behalf and then me not showing up and meeting the energy or being there was going to uh, mean that that was it like oh it's too much hard work and I guess that was my own not allowed like I wasn't allowed to have someone make an effort on my behalf and show up for me and it made me feel so unsafe in my body and it made me and it just made me see this old program it's still there a lot more subtle still there after all the work I've done where I have to just make everything so easy for them because Otherwise I'm going to be high maintenance or otherwise I'm going to be too much or otherwise I'm, they just can't be bothered, right? And I've got my other business partner, Jody, that I do the more the self-development and the live events with that we're just starting up with unleashingyou.net. I've seen her in her relating with men that she's seeing and how she just goes in and says it how it is and tells them to fuck off blah, 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 you're not showing up with me. And how they come running back and, oh, no, we need to talk about it. And I'm like, how do you do that? How do you get away with that? Like the last couple of times that I've actually called someone in something, I mean, I think I mentioned quite a few episodes ago about how I finally allowed myself to express my anger about something, and they blocked me. (laughs) I laugh now, but it was really painful at the time. And what that triggered up in me was my fear of rejection. So I've got these programs running in the background: this this abandonment, rejection, fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, and and that leads to the I, I I can't do anything that makes me be too much, right? Which then means I'm attracting in what I attract in is the people where I am too much, or I'm not allowed, or you know, like it's like oh, I could take they could take me or leave me, right? Whereas even if, if I'm in my energy where I'm fucking allowed to be who I am, I'm allowed to say, no, I'm allowed to say, that's not enough. I'm allowed to say, I am a priority. I am important. Then what I'm going to call in is someone who can meet me in that because they're also doing that with themselves. It's like what I said earlier, when we, when we go deeper into ourselves and we understand ourselves better and we know ourselves better and we're not judging ourselves and we're not being so hard on ourselves and we stop doing it with other people, Kind of like the reverse flip is that when we are in our energy of being in our power, and I'm not talking about being a bully and forcing ourselves onto people because there's that difference between power, being in our personal power where we just are allowed to be us and to say no and to have our own shape and to not have to like, you know, it's just a very gentle thing versus trying to force our opinions onto other people to stay safe, right? But if I can be in my power of the no and that's not enough and I am important and if I'm making myself important to me, then I'm going to attract someone who's making themselves important to themselves and who can respect this and who can actually match me in it. And it was interesting for me to see this program still running for me and this how Upset I was, and how devastated I was on this deeper level of feeling like I was not allowed, and I was never going to have what I wanted, which is basically someone who is going to prioritize me, make me important, and adore me. And I, it's not like I'm just going to stand off and allow that to happen. I want to be able to do the same thing. I want to be met in creating this energetic structure. But it was showing me how quickly and easily I was ready to limit myself to be loved, collapse myself to be loved to not make a ruffle, to not make them make an, you know, make it too much effort on their behalf, to make everything okay, like I have been doing, where something happens and then I'm, I always go and I make myself that second option. That's that make myself, I allow myself to be a second priority. And I can always see it from their point of view and I always make it okay. And I swallow the pain and I and I resist the things and and the program was still there running. So it was a really amazing thing that happened that was not at all related to this thing that this program was running in the background so to be able to observe that and now if you're still listening to this then you get it right if you're the sort of person who's just like unconscious still you will you would have stopped listening to this quite a while ago or you would just be thinking fuck what's this chick going on about jesus she's like oh as my (laughs) very beautiful ex-husband would say oh you're hanging on a bit tight aren't you And, you know, last night I had a, I did a a process with my girlfriend, Charlotte. Um, She's in Tenerife and we jumped on Zoom together and she did, she's working with this um, group called Possibility Management that you've heard me, might've heard me mention a few times. And we did this thing, I can't remember exactly what it was called. It was like getting underneath the heart or getting into the heart. And it was quite funny because we jumped on and had this conversation first, which was very heartfelt and very deep anyway. And then we're like, okay, well, let's officially do this thing. So it was 10 minutes each of just sharing a feeling into our body of being Aware of what was there with our body, what the physical physiological symptoms of our body were, and going into the emotions that were there with this, and what was the program that was running this? What was the thoughts that were there? What were the fears that were there? And when, yeah, what was the emotion? was it for me, it was anguish for her, it was fear. And we went really deeply into this, working deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and, deeper and into it. And for me, it was a program that I've been aware of recently. You know, I've cleared a lot of I'm not worthy and I'm not lovable, but what is there now is there's something, something wrong with me. No one's, I'm gonna be alone forever. There's something wrong with me, no one's gonna want me. Uh that's the program that's been running recently for me. And what I hadn't realized that was there was this shame. There was shame there that was in my body that when I went into it, shame that there was something wrong with me and that was all my fault, that no one wanted me. And I can still, I can feel it now in my solar plexus when I, when I hit this shame and it's almost like this shrinking, like like this desire to take myself away because there's something wrong with me. No one's going to want me anyway, so why bother trying, right? And so I was able to go into that and observe that, which was really great, which I hadn't, because I hadn't known that was there before. So, I mean, you might be thinking, what's the point of going into this stuff? What's the point of going in, right, in deep to it? Does it change anything? Does it make any difference? And the answer is yes. It makes all the difference in the world. Because when you're aware consciously of the unconscious program or what is no longer unconscious, right, when you can go into and make something that's unconscious, conscious and have a conscious observation of it, sometimes that in itself is enough to actually dissolve it. Sometimes it's enough to bring up something that you need to work deeper into. Okay, so where has this come from? Like for me, this shame thing feels, it's big. And it's like, for me, it feels like this uh, sphere, this globe that I'm butting up against. So there's something in there that I haven't actually been to yet. Or maybe it's a memory I've been to, but a new level on that memory, a difference in that memory, something that didn't get worked into because within a split second, I mean, we're energetic. Stuff gets locked into us when there's split second. There is always multiple levels of things that we need to go through when there's there was a moment of trauma. And especially when it's soft trauma that is us forming our unconscious mind and layering stuff in and making it mean something about us, there's always these different levels. There's the sadness of the meaning, then there's the anger, because on a deep level, we know it's not true and we know it's not fair. There's anguish. There's frustration. There's like fear surrounding this thing. There's all these different layers, and the very bottom will be one one thing that's underpinning it all. And when we can get to that one thing, then we can heal and dissolve it. So sometimes we go to a memory, but we don't get all the way to the bottom. And sometimes it's because we don't know how to get there, or the person working with us isn't isn't asking us the right questions. And sometimes we're just not ready for it. Like it's these layers that we heal in. So when we can go into these and observe these things when ourselves. So it's the difference between us on on Saturday just being feral and angry and hijacked and, and unpleasant and not knowing why and then feeling revolting versus being able to actually have a conversation surrounding what program was running for us and how that was making us feel and still being able to function with this running. So still being able to show up, do what needed to be done, to still be personable. Uh, and to be able to be with ourselves and to give ourselves what we needed in those moments. So, I mean, we basically got everything set up. I came home and I went to sleep for a few hours and just held my heart and held my heart. And it's okay. It's okay you're safe. You are allowed. You are allowed to be. You are allowed to be in your power. You are allowed to say no. And anybody who doesn't let you say no isn't your person. Anyone who is is going to expect you to become another version of them or to be their shape or for you to have to keep being the one that compromises and conforms to meet them they're not they're not the person and i'm not saying that this person was that it was it was like what i was ready to do to be accepted to be lovable that was being shown to me that it was still there and so for me to watch myself within that for me to be able to observe myself and go oh hang on I'm about to do that thing again and to catch myself in that and go, okay, well, what what is really true for me in this moment? What's really true for me in this moment is that I'm a priority, that I'm important. And sometimes, sometimes we have to compromise. Sometimes shit comes up and we can't be that priority, you know. But when it's something that's happening over and over again, there's always a good reason for it. This person may not be able to just give us what we need rather than us to keep conforming or compromising. And once again, I'm not saying that this is anything to do with this potential thing that was happening. Um, It's just me observing myself in the past with past um, relationships about how I was and how I was being. So doing this sort of stuff is like the difference between, let's just use the weather, when you have no idea what the weather's going to be like. And you're you're actually at the mercy of it, like maybe you know, a hundred years ago, before they set up these like around the world weather stuff, and we can predict weather patterns and we know what temperature it's gonna be a week in advance, and we know whether or not we need a hat, whether we need a jumper, whether we need an umbrella, whether we need sunscreen, you know, we know we know what's gonna happen. Um, because we've got this information that's coming to us, right? Whereas before they did that, they had no idea, is it gonna to rain tomorrow? Is it going to be stormy? Is it going to be thundering? Like a, a, like a ship at sea, the weather would just come through and are they going to drown? Are they going to, Is it going to be such a big storm that, that they're going to go under? I mean, they would read to learn the signs of the weather, but to be able to forecast and go, hey, listen, next week, a tornado is coming, you better get to shore. It's the information that we get given that allows us to make decisions that are more in alignment, that are, that are able to keep us safe. So it's kind of like rather than being caught up in a storm that you can't, you have no control over, right? You didn't even know it was coming. And now you're just like, ah, in it. It's like, ah, okay, there's a storm coming. Um, the weather pattern's coming through. I'm gonna go over here, I'm gonna do this. So this is the difference. When you're aware of what's going on beneath, you cannot, you can, you can allow yourself to not get caught up, to not be reacting to something. In in such a way that later on you're going to regret it, right? Often when we get we react and we oh, and then we we barb and we flare and we attack back, and our response is normally totally over the top and not in alignment with what is needed in that moment, because it's a program that's running in the background. And it's not really what's happening in that moment that's, that's the problem. It's it's like this belief system that we're not important or we're not this or we're not that or we have to fight to survive or we're not allowed to have abundance or whatever the program is it's running, right, is what's causing us and what we're making it mean about ourselves, which is normally I'm not important, I'm not lovable. You know, I'm not, I am not. have to be perfect. So, so it's the what we're making it mean and then the underlying belief that's around that. So really... You know, being able to go within, to be able to be with what's there, what does that give us? Well, it it gives us choice. It really gives us freedom. It allows us to live more in a state of what we describe as a positive emotion, right? So more happiness, more joy, more freedom, because we're not getting caught up. And when we're not always making something mean something negative about ourselves, when we're able to observe that that's there, and then to have it there, but not having it own us, then we can be happier. We can be freer. And rather than having to live unconsciously and then being unhappy all the time and then dulling that with TV and with alcohol and with drugs and with like having to always network and always having to be with people because we can't be with ourselves, because when we're with ourselves, it's too uncomfortable because of the pain that's there that we're trying to resist. And most people go through life like this. Most people go through life trying to resist the physiological symptoms, the the pain that's inside the voice that's there in their head. And they, they resist it. And they put all these barricades in place, like if they're not with somebody, if they have to be by themselves, and they either have to be lost in social media scrolling or in Netflix or in alcohol and Netflix, you know, or because it's too uncomfortable to be with what is because of the belief that's there. And they're totally unconscious that this is what it is. They just know that on a deep level they're very unhappy. And then some people jump from relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship, relationship, trying to find that happiness, trying to have someone make them happy. When in reality, it's it's their job. And if you can't make yourself happy, if you can't just be happy by yourself, then you're never going to be able to be happy with someone else long-term. And it was interesting last night, I was going into this stuff again, and it was actually starting to take over. It was starting to hijack me. And I caught myself in it. I caught myself in because Shana was here and we were getting all the labeling, finishing the processing and the tagging and, oh, my God, the printing and the laminating and then the, the sticking on to the little boxes for the rings. And because I was so busy doing that, the symptoms, the physiological symptoms of what was the program was starting to overtake me. And, and I caught myself in the, the fear of being alone forever and the pain of that, right? And my thought was that I wanted to take her home. Um, I was looking forward to taking her home so I could be alone to process the pain of being alone. And I was just like, whoa, hang on. This is crazy. I'm I'm here with her, not alone, with someone who loves me and, you know, we're my best friends and, and we're having this thing together and I'm caught up in this fear of being alone forever. Uh, and I'm not alone at the moment so I was able just to once I could see that once I could see this desire to be alone I could be with my fear of being alone once I shone the light on it I was able to see the humor in it and that just dissolved and I was able to just relax and enjoy myself again and enjoy her company and enjoy the moment the present moment Because this is this is all that is true in life, is the present moment and what we're making it mean about ourselves, what we're making it mean in general. And when we can live from that present moment, when we can be in the present moment, then life changes. And we're not having to control. We're not having to force an outcome, which is I was very good at having to always be in control of how things looked to make sure that I was going to feel safe within it or get what I wanted within it. And when we're having to do that, you know, we you imagine everyone out there trying to control stuff, right, and we're all trying to force each other to have things the way that we want them. And then, and then some of us are just like, oh, yeah, we're compromising because that's how we stay safe. But when we can be in the present moment and be safe within the present moment and just flow from moment to moment, seeing how we feel and the choice and being aware of the underlying program and making sure we're not being hijacked by it, making sure we're not recreating the same pattern over and over again. And that's where true freedom comes in. So I hope you got something from my ramble. Um, I did have some notes. I think I, I mentioned everything. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to um, or check out, if you want to check out our jury, go to Savage, savagebohostudio.com um and yeah go check out our stuff it's uh it's beautiful beautiful jewelry and um and we love it and we put our heart and soul into this stuff so um and we we wear a lot of it <laughs> that was our our biggest problem solving was like when we had like a tray and there was one ring that wasn't kind of working with them we are like well we don't have room for another tag and just we've got the multi and the single but this is a three and the multi's a five and what do we do and then we just go mm, does this fit you right it's yours <laughs> so we both ended up with these ones here my beautiful australian opals um if you're on youtube you can see these now these are acquired from the stock box on the weekend um so yeah or unleashing you.net that's my business with my friend jody at the moment where we are about to run our first live event in perth though we will be running online stuff so if you go check out that um, whatever it'll that link unleashing you.net will take you wherever you need to go in this moment to show you what is available uh, from that into the business uh, and of course there's livingthroughheart.com um, my personal brand which um, and donajoyasha.com which has got everything it's got the it'll have the jewelry it'll have the and I say it will because I need to update that site but yeah it's going to be my hub for everything I do so my books my fiction books my jewelry you know all my passions my creative passions um, my helping people, the healing, the events that we're running, you know, future, there'll be retreats and stuff like that. So yeah, go check out those sites. If you want to know more about me, um, if you want to see what I'm up to and if you can see how I can help you. Okay. Big kisses. See you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the living through heart podcast. To find out more about me and living through heart, check out Donnajoyasher.com and livingthroughheart.com. There you'll find links to everything you need, including some free tools to help you and ways you can work with me on your own soul healing journey.